0: and welcome to the Buzzing About Romance podcast. I am Becky, and I totally just did
1: Mrs. Doubtfire. I did Mrs. Doubtfire tonight.
0: (sighs) Hi, I'm Becky, and with me
1: is Leah. Hi, Leah. (laughs) Which is weird. It's Leah. Hi, and I'm waving. I just gestured to you as if
0: the people who are listening to our audio right now can see me gesturing
1: to you. Let's just preface... So today is a fr- we're recording on Friday, and it has oh. been the Mondayest of Fridays ever. So it it's been a long day.
2: Yes, for,
1: for us. Thank, thank goodness for the weekend. Seriously. <laughs> so on this episode, so our
0: theme in November has been about family. We're talking DNA family romances, but also found family romances. And if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, you know that one of my most favorite found families of romance are The Men of Haven, written by Rena Morgan. And to say I obsess about these, I obsess about these. It's just, just a little bit. Anyway, so we are super excited um, to have Renna joining us for this episode. I was like, Leah, I'm going to ask. And she's like, OK. I'm like, no, I'm going to ask. <laughs>
1: anyway, <laughs> Rena, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you very much. I am really excited to be here um honestly we when
1: we got the email back from you saying that you would love to come on like becky and i like there was some squealing happening oh i love that it was I so mean, exciting how can
2: you say no to a podcast for real oh,
0: we appreciate it but you no, know it's, i love it it's always you always have a moment when you're reaching out to an author um because you know we're kind of a small indie podcast we are mm-hmm. associated with a network leah and i do this this is a passion project for us so we don't have a ton behind us other than just our reputation as book reviewers and bloggers. And um and so it's like, I'm gonna reach out, I'm gonna try. And you just never know if we're gonna end up in a yeah. spam folder or
1: <laughs> Yeah. Know. And Becky and I always go on the worst they can say is no. So right. at least we made the effort and like we'll just on to the next And we were so I happy am- you said
2: yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm delighted. And and I mean, I love to talk about books. I love to talk. About, I love to talk about my books. Um, I, mean, I, I just romance is a thing for me. So I'm, I'm tickled to be here. Um, we are super excited to have you.
0: Um, and I like talking about your books. Ask Leah.
1: <laughs> it's true. I, mean, I need that. I need it, that. You know, honestly, the if anybody have, the, the more I can write, if anybody listens to the podcast, I think your, your books come up at least once a month. Nice would nice. Well
0: in October we did anti-heroes or the un um the unexpected hero a little mm-hmm. bit. And so um your books came up in those discussions. Uh especially your bravada family down in New Orleans, because uh-huh. they're they end up being a little bit unexpected book boyfriends, but we'll get to all that.
1: They are, aren't they? Yeah. Um, t-
0: so, Leah, read us Renna's
1: bio and then we can talk books. A native Oklahoman with two beautiful girls, Renna Morgan is a certified romance jokeie and has a resume that reflects her passion for new experiences. Since graduating with a bachelor's in radio, television, and film at Oklahoma State, she's racked up positions ranging from on-air radio talent, skip skip tracer and promotions director to real estate agent, project manager, and business analyst. Like most women, she's got obligations stacked tight from dawn to dusk to combat the crush of reality. She's turned to romance as her primary source of escape ever since she's cracked the first crack the spine on her first Christine Feehan book years ago. Whether it's contemporary, paranormal, or fantasy, year after Renna's stories pack new, exciting worlds and strong, intuitive men who fight to keep the women they want.
0: And again, welcome for joining us. We're so excited to have you. I'm just going to be a mess I'm, tonight. Anyway. <laughs> this
2: is going to be so awesome. S- skip Love Tracer? It. like Skip Tracer. Diff- it's a person and it, this is Darya. Darya was in. Yeah. Uh, Tempted We've, and taken. Is that the right yeah. book?
0: We <laughs> featured that. Okay, so today we did every Friday. Leah and I do happy hour on uh-huh. our bookstagrams, and uh-huh. we pair a book with a cocktail we think fits the book. Nice. So today's was. Uh, Tempted. Tempted and Tempted taken. Tempted and taken was today's book, and I uh-huh. made a vodka gimlet
2: and,
1: and Leah, i made a vodka pomegranate
2: and which would nice. have been
1: really good if my pomegranate juice was good but it was not good <laughs> gotta
2: but, have vodka with the russians man right exactly but that's why daria are so mm-hmm. fun oh yeah God, they're such a fun book that was a fun book that really was a fun book but a skip tracer literally i um i left radio because basically radio is declaring yourself low paid i think um <laughs> Truth And I got tired of making practically minimum wage, doing something that was incredibly fun. And I started at the bottom of the food chain on debt collection. And if you're collecting debt, you have to figure out where people went. Mm. And so skip tracing is literally just using lots of bits and pieces of information to figure out where somebody went. And yeah, so I started at the bottom and kind of worked my way up there. So is a little bit of you. Yeah. All my characters are a little bit of me. I mean, (laughs) seriously, I, I, you know, some of the antagonists are people who have crossed my path a little bit. And, you know, there's there's a little bit of reality in all of my books.
0: Well, Hmm. okay, and we'll get to the two matriarchs, but are they like maybe people in your family? Real people? (laughs) Because I need a Nanette. and a Sylvie like
2: <laughs> I know I know you know I've never really thought about that before where the heck they came from and I I don't know out of all the characters I have written I think they're the two that I don't know maybe they're just the, the moms that are in my head or maybe they're a little bit of my mom or I, they're just in my head they're those those wise women
1: yeah they're um, amazing
2: I yeah, and I I think they're just who I needed them to be. Yeah, um, they're so, so great. because the the whole Minnehaven series kind of cropped up at a very interesting time in my life where I was I, I wasn't I wasn't at the tail total tail end of a marriage, but I was getting close, and um, you know so maybe they came out of a place of just needing that strong female support. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like a lot of my characters, they just came out of nowhere. They were just there on the screen and they became who they are. It, they evolved <laughs> just like we do. It's really weird.
0: I love when they pop up, even though over into your, um, into the NOLA series, the NOLA night series, and they pop up over there. And actually, part of the reason I think that I love Tempted and Taken so much is Knox is such a hoot when it's his turn to pick dinner. The <laughs> weekly dinner. <laughs> it's like cafeteria, like kindergarten food. It yeah. and, is. And I think he's such a child. But then in that book, like he rises above and comes alive. And you see this other side of this super smart, goofy guy. Um Yeah in that book. And I just, I adore him.
2: I adore that kind been a fascinating thing for me is I created these guys literally on the fly. I did not sit down and say, I'm going to have kind of a bruiser guy named Jace and I'm going to have a Scottish dude and I'm going to have a cowboy and a bodyguard. I didn't sit down and say, I want, I want a buffet of hot dudes. The buffet you have. Uh, but a buffet it did. It kind of turned out, you know, when I was pitching this originally to um Karina Press, I didn't I didn't sit down and say, here are these six brothers, and they're all totally different, but they're all really badass. I I I didn't intend for it to happen. They just kind of started popping up on the screen and as I was typing, and it wasn't until after the fact that I went, hey. Kind of like the smorgasbord here, and really uh, I what's fascinated me is as every book has been written, that's where you get to see what makes up that what's the depth behind the exterior that you know the exterior that everybody mm-hmm. sees. And to your point, Knox is such a goober, I mean, he's he flippant really is. and funny, and swear not as a toddler, <laughs> yeah. a toddler and then, at times. And then you then you get into the weeds and you go, wow, this dude's he's pretty vulnerable and he's got some experience and okay, yeah. I kind of like him. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and you really see. That too, I think. Um... And we just kind of jumped right into books, Leah. Like That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We um, don't care. <laughs> I think that you really start to see, like, Knox, like the sprinkling of him. And I love that you do this in your books. So the first book is Jason Vivian, and then we get Zeke and Gabby and Trevor and Natalie. And when we get to Trevor and Natalie's book, Knox has been mentioned in the first two. But when we get to Trevor and Natalie's book, we then slowly get to get this little sprinkle of him, of his mm-hmm. abilities and You know that there's some more stuff there because he is intense when it comes to protecting Natalie and, you know, being present for her. And, um, and also like he takes the ceremony of their brotherhood. At first you think he's such a goof, but he takes it fairly seriously and intensely. And I always wonder if it's Beckett is more intense about the brotherhood or if it's Knox that's more intense about the brotherhood between the two of them.
2: That would be hard to call. I mean, really, in a sense, I mean, I think it's easy to pick up at the very beginning that Jace and, and um God, where's my Zeke. head?
1: <laughs> no, not
2: Zeke. Oh, Axel. Um, Axel. <laughs> Axel. Yeah. Jace and Axel, you can tell they're just blood brothers, right? They've been besties forever since they Mm -hmm. were I think nine um and I think uh Knox and Beckett are the same way they've they've been buddies for a long time and and so I kind of feel like those two books are really partnered and paired together
1: yeah
2: (laughs) um so yeah I I think you don't figure that out until you get later in the series and you start getting that depth there so
0: I do love the um I love a lot of the symbolism that you put in your book because so one of the things that can you know we can feel like found family happens in a romance just when it's a group of friends that are very tight. Right. But I think for yours from going from a group of friends to this real family has to do mm-hmm. with the symbolism of some of the things that they do. Mm-hmm. The piece of furniture that they oh, have to bring to the basement
1: <laughs>
2: i got meeting. no idea where that came from it but just it's so down.
1: perfect though and it like fits because like they're bringing a piece of like their old into like mm-hmm. this new new reality of theirs mm-hmm. but it it always remembers them like where they came from and i think it's just amazing the way you have that done
2: and the roots the roots yeah. of the haven tree right mm-hmm. um, and the coin in the necklace the the, tags. Yeah. yeah
1: well That's- but even the the house itself, like the house True. itself is this sanctuary of theirs and only, only certain people ever are at this house. And I think yep. that in itself, like when they allow somebody new to come into that, like that's such it's a deep moment in each of those books. Like when they, like in Jace's book, when Viv is like taken to the house, like they know, like, this is such a profound moment for him because that has never, ever happened. Yeah. Yep.
0: Well, and yeah, the fact I... that they have like that staging house that mm-hmm. is... oh yeah, the compound. The yeah. co- compound, you know, the ritzy mansion that everybody can just kind of trickle in and out of. But then there is the real haven, haven. house, the real home. Mm-hmm. Um I just I like that symbolism that you put in your books.
2: You know, it's interesting. I I still remember the night that I came up with the whole idea for the Haven series. And, and it's something I, you know, paranormal is a, was one of the things that pulled me into romance to begin with. And the thing I think that's really cool and that is a draw in many of the paranormal books is that, you know, when you have the vampire books and the werewolf books, something happens that the heroine is usually transfixed to become part of the clan. Mm-hmm. And there's that, there's that desire. There's that, I think that's part of the draw is all of a sudden the heroine or the hero, depending on how it's written becomes part of something very special, very sacred. And every time I would write, read one of those books, I thought to myself, That's the draw, to be a part of something unique and special. And I asked myself, how do I do that in a contemporary book? And this is the result of that. Um, And the reality is it happens to all of us in some way, shape or form every Mm -hmm. day. You know, we find our family of choice. There's the family we're born into and there's the family that we choose for ourselves every day. But this just puts a great big flashlight spotlight on it that the family we choose is super important and it's super valuable um and i i think that's what i love about it i mean every time i write one of their stories it's i'm home Mm -hmm.
0: and it feels like home when you read one of their stories like you, but you can go like what i remember reading Jason Vivian, and we actually just did a reread and did a quick shot of romance episode on it, which is how I got Leah to. I'm like, Leah, we're going to do a quick shot review. And she's like, okay. And Leah is our guru on all things romantic suspense. And I'm really picky on what romantic suspense I will read. And so Uh when I recommended this, she's like, you know, this is romantic suspense. I'm like, yes, (laughs) but this is what I like in romantic suspense. (laughs) She's like, okay. okay um but when you read jace and vivian's book you slowly start to build that home feeling that Mm -hmm. when you come back to these characters because even though like when you go to read zeke and gabby their story um you get a little snippet of Jace and his smart mouth <laughs> and yep. his jackassness sometimes. But you get this little sprinkling and as soon as you get that first line from him, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm back home. These, This is my people. This is my group. Yep. Um, and I, I think that that is what makes this one of the best found family romances because
2: uh-huh. I feel a part of their found family. It's familiar and and it carries throughout the book. Yeah, Which is also, by the way, one of the most challenging things about writing these stories. Every time the whole family gets together, I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to write this without it being confusing? Because I just had to do that with the new book that I just finished writing. It's like, oh my God, there's a huge birthday party. How do I do this without it being overwhelming? Yeah. Because there are a lot of them now. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're up to... Oh, we're, we've got nine brothers total and lots of others, lots of yeah. significant others. And mm-hmm. that is, it is not for the faint of heart to try and write that. No. Um, so, okay. So the Haven men,
0: this is a matriarchal mm-hmm. structure for their family. Mm-hmm. Nanette and Sylvie are the Queens and they all kind of, yep. they're a bunch of mama's boys.
1: They really yep. are, which when you read the books, like you don't see that coming. But then, like, <laughs> they bend over backwards and do like their mom's snap, and like they're there. Like, I just yeah. love that.
2: But I think one of my favorite lines when I reread it is in uh, Jason Vivian's <sighs> book, Rough and Tumble, when Beckett is being really standoffish and Nanette kind of scolds him in front of Vivian i don't know if you guys remember that she's like back at tate
1: yes you know
2: and snaps him and yes (laughs) ma'am she full names him and he yes,
1: he like goes to attention yeah
0: i just imagine i think it's an excellent lizzie's book which is the last book of the first six brothers um i think is it nanette that like kind of biffs him upside the head and at that moment, I'm like, probably.
1: oh, Jay, hey, Axel, what'd yeah. you do there, dude? <laughs> yeah, probably. You got With Mama that him, beefed. then you kind of expect it to happen, though.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Axel, so I felt like, and this is terrible to say, because I know it takes time. Please understand, we are super respectful that it takes time to write a book as an author, and we yeah. are total in awe of your craft and your art. But I felt like it took me forever to get Axel's book. <laughs>
2: Well,
1: cuz
0: I'm waiting I, as they release. I'm
2: like I on. knew. I knew when Axel came on the page in book 1 that he was going to be the last one. Well, I did not want him to be the last of time. <laughs> the last yeah. of the time. But you have to save the best for well, and I hesitate. I'm I'm trying to be careful about saying last because maybe not last. Right. Um, but he you know, I just knew, okay, this is the one. Everybody has to wait for the for uh, somebody. Mm -hmm. And I knew Axel was going to be the one that needed to, we needed to wait for that.
1: No, that's fair. (laughs) That's just mean though. Just mean. Like making us wait for the one we
2: really want. Well, I had to figure him out though too, because (laughs) he was the one who dug in his heels, right? You Mm -hmm. knew that he was going to be quote, the last to fall. Yeah. At least of the new the the original generation. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I had to kind of figure his out, and it's kind of funny because when it was his turn, boy did it! It just went boom, 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 and I, and it was done, and it was easy. He fell hard. He pined for Lizzie like yep. and a piner. She,
0: she was like, mm, yeah, I think not. I don't know about you, dude. I think not, mm. mm-hmm. and he's like, no, it's us. We're together. Yes, she's this just is how like. It
2: works. I don't think
0: so. I do. Oh, their story was so good. Um, so do you have any inspiration? Like you said, you're not sure where the inspiration came from for the family, but are, you said a little bit, the characters are, have a little piece of everyone. Yeah, Is there inspiration yeah.
2: for them? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, it, they come in different places. So the brothers, the original six brothers and Danny, for that matter, they all just kind of popped on the screen. I mean, I had an idea of what Jace looked like when I started that book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the characters popped on screen. And then I got on, Pinterest is like a writer's crack, or it is for me. Yeah, I get on there and I just start looking at hot dudes and I'm like, ooh, oh, 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 I'll have one of those. And um, when I started, yeah, it really is. And so when I finally started trying to figure out what these guys look like, um, that's, you know, if you go out to my, um, if you go out to my website, you can see my inspiration and you can click on the Pinterest boards where I pinned all of the different characters as I found them. And I went, oh, I think this is what Axel looks like. And this is what Jace looks like um so in that respect that's kind of how the guys came together um the the females um sometimes it came off of pinterest when i was just tooling around or sometimes i would be watching tv like the newest book um, that we haven't really talked about yet the newest book that i just turned in i was I had watched a television series over, you know, during the pandemic and um, I knew kind of what I was after. And I got on Pinterest and I saw her picture and I went, that's her. That's what she looks like. And, but I knew what her character was like already. It's just merging the two together. Gabe, um, on the other hand, I, kind of knew what, sh- what I wanted her to look like, but I wasn't sure about her story or her background until one day I was talking with one of my um, reader group members on Facebook, Rena's Romantics. Um, I was like, I need some names for this girl. And somebody had given me some names and I said, I think she's a tomboy. And then I left for work that day and I saw this blue beat up ford truck go driving down the street and she had a name in the back window and i went that's it that's my character that's who it is and so they kind of just Can happen organically it, it's the weirdest thing
0: well we will make sure that we um link all your social media your website your readers group and stuff on our also- on the shelf show notes so listeners you'll be able to connect with Rena that way but as you bring up gabe um That's one of the things that I think is amazing about your books is you write these very strong, possessive alpha men. But on the flip side, these are not shrinking violet heroines at all. They
1: have
2: backbones. They're pretty
1: possessive themselves.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't. The one thing I promised myself when I started writing is that, I mean, you guys have heard the expression too stupid to live. Right, Mm -hmm. right um I vowed that my heroines would not do the stupid thing Mm -hmm. they will not do the stupid thing because when I read a story I need to respect the characters they can't do I I can get them it's okay for them to screw up and then own that they screwed up and see the error of their ways and change things but it's not okay to just have them make stupid decisions to keep the story going. Mm-hmm. That's that's. I find that personally offensive as a reader. I want my heroines to be smart. I want them to, to be asked the stupid. I mean, to ask the the thing. Um, hello. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: well, I don't want on them wall. I don't want them tied to the railroad tracks, waiting to be rescued. I want oh. them to be trying to get out of the ties and rescue themselves even if they need Amen. a hand to be rescued
1: well yeah. and one thing becky and i were talking about the other day actually was how they're not always conventional like gabe isn't a she's a mechanic like that is her yep. trade like gia works at the security company yep. aria is like a computer genius like yep. so they have they're not your conventional heroine like mm-hmm. jobs too which we really like because It gets kind of boring reading the same type of heroine all the
2: time. Yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: I often recommend uh, Gabe and Zeke's book uh, when someone will be like, I need a book with a heroine that doesn't have a conventional job. And I'm like, this book right here, really good. (laughs) And she is a mechanic, you guys. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Um, Do you keep a family Bible? Now that you are kind I of do. adding on to the, to the family.
2: Oh, so you mean, it? you mean it like the, the, for your Bible. characters. Yeah. yeah. Not I like personal to family. To, I, yeah. Well, I have one of those too, but, um, I have to, because well, for starters, I'm getting older and my memory ain't what it used to be. And here's the really sad thing. I will guarantee you that you guys probably know more about some of the details of my books than I do because I get them all confused. And I'm like, uh, what was the name of that? I'll I'll be talking to a reader and I'll be like, what was the name of that character who did I call it? And they're like, <laughs> this is the name. And I'm like, oh yeah, 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 that's it. <laughs> I I have to write it down because I get what color were their eyes again? How old is Levi by this point? I this literally have math to is go hard. Do, it, I really have to go figure it all out. And How does it all fit, you know, especially with the Bratva, the, the mafia, the Nola Knight series. I was like, okay, wait a minute. Was she pregnant at this point? Hang on a minute. How much time has passed? Okay, this slides in here. I I can do it this way. So yeah, you have to keep a series Bible or you're lost. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, let's talk about your Nola Knights a little bit because they spin okay. off, and it actually kind of our first inkling into the Nola Knight series or into the who the bravada the Nola Knights end up being. Mm-hmm. Do we get them a little bit in Trevor and Natalie's book, and then we really get them in Daria Knox's book.
2: No, I think he doesn't show up until Tempted and Taken. He so shows up in Daria's book because him and Daria okay. were friends. Yeah, friends. yeah. Yes. and that's where Sergey shows up on the scene, you mm-hmm. know, Mr. Badass. And he and it was in. really, I I again, I didn't know that was going to happen. I had already started writing the book or plotting the book or something like that. And then I read this freakishly interesting I mean, it, it was borderline dangerous article about what it was like it was a woman who wrote an article about what it's like to date a russian man okay and and she was reading it and and the practical part of me was going okay that should be concerning uh, if that the were happening in the real of world <laughs> yeah the, well that was the that was the you know the the wise woman in today's world but then the author part of me was going that's pretty hot uh, 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 so like hot.
0: every day, Rana was like red flag author. Yes. Rana was like,
2: I need <laughs> I, to write I, him. I <laughs>
1: work
2: with this. Yeah, I think I want him. Let's put a suit on him and stick him in a really awesome car and call him Sergey, um, and and it worked. <laughs> those it Nolan Knights
0: too. Like it is so, listeners. If you are thinking about wanting to read Mafia, but you're not sure you want the intensity of some of the mafia and the violence and stuff like that. There, there is a little bit of violence in these books, but they are very well-written and it's not over the top. It makes sense. We'd like to refer
1: um, to it as mafia light.
0: Yeah. Yes. It's not crazy mafia, but it's just really good, strong alpha men. And Sergei and his boys, they fall hard for the ladies. Yeah, they do. They I- like.
2: <laughs> They don't ask nicely. They they're very <laughs> persistent. They don't they don't take no for an answer.
0: I'm um, not even sure they ever like really asked
2: honestly. No, they didn't. you have a point. They did not ask. Um, because um, I think it's hers
0: to tame she's the TV reporter. Right. And that's Keir's book. And uh-huh. um he kinda is just like, Yeah, this isn't working for me with you staying here, so let's go. And he yep. just moves her out. Yep
2: and you're like it's easier to get permission than it is to, or it's easier to get forgiveness than it is get, yes. to get permission mm-hmm. yeah, yeah
0: he just kind of picks her up and is like yeah we're not staying here anymore let's go bye-bye um yeah. and then yeah kidnapping and then there's is a love language mm-hmm. kidnapping is a love language <laughs> and, and these books actually yes because the first book is um sergey's book she's a single mom mm-hmm. and her family's a bunch of jackasses boy isn't that the truth they are like crappy of crappy people and (laughs) sergey comes in and you you do write a single mom really well
2: there's Mm -hmm. enough
0: little sprinkling with the child that you are like yep she's a mom she's very serious about being a mom but it's not so over much that you're like it's so kid centered that we don't get enough chemistry between, um, the hero and the heroine. So those are done really well, but I love both those series. Um, I mean,
2: I I did, it was so interesting the way the Nola Knight series came out. Um, both of them, Men of Haven and Nola Knights, knights in tarnished armor. That's, that's to me, if I was going to sum them up, what they would be and and the Nola knights you know don't go into it thinking standard mafia right because it's yeah. really hard to to make that sexy and and admirable these guys are taking the concept of mafia and protecting family and turning it into something not quite robin hood but um but no, you uh, are it's, right.
0: It's a little bit of Robin it's, Hood. It's
2: a little yeah. bit of
0: um, King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. They, yep. you know, the neighborhoods they're in choo- Nolan Knights, the neighborhoods they choose to live in are the poor ward. And they're investing back into that community and trying to get the creepy jackasses out of the ward. And, yep. um, and you get the feel of New Orleans. And I can't think of the housekeeper's name, um Sergey's housekeeper, she cracks me up in those books.
1: Oh, um, Zelda?
0: Yes,
2: I think so. Did I get that right? See, this is why I need a Bible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and I should have looked oh my it God, up. She is so funny.
0: Yeah. She is so funny because she, like, the women will look to her like, what am I supposed to do? And she's like, eat. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to eat. <laughs>
2: So she is the Nanette and Sylvie yeah. of the family. I mean, I just feel I, there's just something about that energy, that that matriarch, guiding, um, that that type of character. I don't know, it just always appeals to me and comforts me. And in hers to tame, um the aunt, I can't think of her name either. Um, the heroine's aunt, I. she's very spunky, too. You notice I have a, a go-to for spunky secondary characters. You do. And there's going to be one with the next book, too. I mean, I just... Well... I like them.
0: And I think we get it. Is it Beckett's adopted father or Trevor's adopted father? Trevor's.
2: Trevor's,
0: Trevor's. adopted father.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He, you know, he's not exactly like quiet and shy either he Mm-mm. he calls him out
1: on being he calls him out on a lot of stuff like he doesn't let him get away with crap he's like and...
2: he's a lot more laid back though did you notice that how yeah. much more laid back he is than a lot of the female yes. secondary characters are yeah yeah
0: but he still called beckett out or uh to trevor out and was like dude yep
2: yep
1: pay attention um just so, so much more commanding about it, though. I think that was part of it. Like he was a commanding presence in that book. And like, he's <laughs> almost like a little sleeper.
2: You know what? Y'all just gave me an idea. I need to circle back around to him and see what happens.
0: Hey, we would be okay I with bet. that. I would read
2: that. We would okay. be super okay with this. That would. That's something to circle back around. Hmm. Who's, who's he going to end up with?
1: Yeah. I like these so,
2: ideas. I am- see how this stuff happens?
1: You know, we driving down the
2: road and, hey! Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love this. So what are the challenges of writing Family Dynamics? So, like you said, you get to a family group meeting uh, and there's so many people and you've got to try to keep them straight. What are some of the other challenges?
2: Um, I think growing the characters realistically, right? Um, in this new book, I think... It might actually make some people mad at first. Um, Jace has a little bit of growth in this in this new book that I just wrote, and um, so I guess I just outed the I let the cat out of the bag, right? That there's another Haven book. Right. Um, I searched
0: around on the internet, and Fantastic Fiction told me that 2022 we're getting yeah. book seven in Meta okay. Haven.
2: May 24th is, I think, the date. Hey, that's my it. anniversary. Nice. I like this. And it's called um, Trusted and True. And it actually harkens back to the very, very first book in the series. Um, and so in the very, very first book in the series, you met Danny, mm-hmm. who yeah. becomes a brother in book two, and Vivian's sister, Callie. <gasps> oh so that's the heroine and her- hero for that book because kelly
0: did you I see don't like a, do you see a trend here leah because we just <laughs> we just talked to lexi ryan and she recently wrote a book in her family series yeah,
1: but, but hers they both were unlike right Danny they both a, were
0: unlike a characters look. and then she made us love them mm-hmm. and now you're saying kelly
1: who Oh, that this is girl. this is a
2: really, I mean, when, when book one left off, Callie was pretty unredeemable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was a total mess. And I mean, even like the very, very first line in the book is like, Whoa, this is going to be, a, this is going to be a ride. Um, this is gonna it be is so good. It's different. I will tell you that I did something different with this book. It's written in first person. Oh, that does not make
0: Leah sad. I think the very, was it when you read the first book, Leah? You're like, it's third person.
1: No, no, no. I like third person.
0: But it was all in her point of view.
1: Becky, if there is a book where it's all in one character's point of view, I sometimes get a little out of of shape about that.
2: Uh, So if it is
1: dual first person, I like it. If it is single first person.
2: They I just have to warn
1: her.
0: It. I have to give her warnings, like trigger warnings for Leah. <laughs> so it's
1: my this, trigger. It's
2: still dual. It's still two okay. point of views.
1: I'm, I'm okay with this. Um,
2: but it's, it's first person. So that was a change. Mm-hmm. And there is some very deep, there are deep personal issues for both of them that are addressed throughout the book. And I think- it, the long and short of it is, even even early on in the even in the first chapter, you can tell Callie's on her way. I mean, the mm-hmm. redemption is already there. It's really more it's really more about a journey of Callie um, believing in herself and believing that she can have the good future that she wants. That she wants. So, but
0: you don't shy away from some of these hard issues, mm-hmm. though. Nope. Because, you know, um, you've had different stories where the heroine in the past has been the victim of domestic abuse. Yep. Um, and that, you know, or teen runaways and family members with issues. Social anxiety.
2: That's Social a anxiety. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I, I'm i not surprised that you have Callie in a way that it's going to be an emotional journey. But you mm-hmm. do emotion really, really well the last in the Nola Nights series, that was kind of an emotional journey for both of them. They yeah. both had to kind of be like, one, accepting of help, her having yep. to accept his help, and that she wasn't on her own, and she could trust him.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: then, you know, he had to be like, yeah, I can open
2: myself up to her and share who I am. So I, I- and that's, that's where when I say all of these books have a little bit of me in them. That's where I'm drawing from. Um, You know, sometimes the characters are based on people I know. And I'm like, okay, I'm so putting you in a book. (laughs) Um, That's usually the bad guy. Um, But the, the issues, I mean, being really candid, the social anxiety, when I was writing that book, my oldest daughter was really struggling. And so I drew from that. Um, alcoholism, that's what this newest book is about. Trusted and true is the name of it. And, um, it's, it has, that's a part of my life that I'm unfortunately very familiar with. Um, so I talked about that, um, you know, the single mom, you talked about the single mom and how that's realistic. Well, I've been there. I, I know what that's like, and I know. Um, what those challenges are, the um, Evie's son, how withdrawn he was, how, how he acted more like an adult trapped in a kid's body, again, drawn from me watching my kids. Yeah. Um, And that to me, I'd, I'd rather have that kind of a deep emotion in the books that I read so I try to put that in mind
0: you do and because I do I feel connected um I talk about this all the time too I feel connected to your characters when I read their book I feel like I'm a part of the family I'm a part of the story I've connected to their emotions and but that's the kind of response as a reader those are the books I want
1: well and part of it though too is like the the issues that your characters have like they're genuine like it's not you're not reading it it's like oh i'm gonna give this character a problem how can i make it like really angsty for them right. and just throw this out there but like the, like it's so genuine and like you you can feel the emotion you feel like the issues and that like how they're overcoming them
2: and Yay. how, job, job, how their person yeah.
1: how their person is helping them like mm-hmm. they're not fixing them but they are helping them accept themselves like as they are even with their issues there
2: and I wonder sometimes, I, I cannot tell you, um, n- not to say that I suffered physical abuse, but it was funny. I went back, I don't know, a year or two later, and I read Trevor and Natalie's book, uh, Claim and Protect, mm-hmm. and ooh, were there some parallels there? I, I really feel like to some degree, my books are my therapy, I mm. don't I'm working through things. That's okay. Um, it works. I was yeah. going to
0: say, they're great. They're great stories. And actually, as you read um, Trevor and Natalie's book, I actually, the first time I read it, because her husband's the one that's the dentist, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, no. no. Uh, plastic surgeon. Plastic surgeon. Plastic surgeon. Yeah. And I actually had a moment. <laughs> the first time I read that, I was like, what doctor wronged her? Yeah. <laughs> like, I've had some surgeons that I've had to interact with throughout my you know adult oh. life and I'm like, yep, I know that type. I've seen him before. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I I'm telling you, there's a little bit of reality in every single one of my books. I and I think my editor, I think she's she, she's afraid to ask me do you have personal knowledge of this? I mean, she's trying to make sure everything's authentic, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, that harkens back to two years ago when (laughs) such and such happened. And she's like, I'm just not even gonna ask anymore. Um, So they say, write what you know, so. Yeah,
0: well, and you write great books. So you're welcome. Um, Okay, so we said, trust, taken and trusted. What is? Trusted Trusted. and true. Trusted and true. Trusted and true. Mm-hmm. is um will be out in may of 2022 mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and you don't have to tell us anything we just because i'm going to ask anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are like how many more books in haven are we getting i don't know
2: okay i you know the the one person actually i'm trying to be careful because i don't want to i don't want to spoil a surprise in book seven That's fine. Um, Don't,
0: don't spoil. We don't want to spoil anything for anybody.
2: So there's one brother left. Well, no, God, I can't say that either. (laughs) Um, It's okay. So I got to figure out one more story. Okay. And um, that it hasn't popped in my head yet. And I don't, so I don't know where that's going to go. So I don't know when the timing would be, but I know there's another story or two there. I just, it hasn't popped in my head yet. Um,
1: because there is one that I really would like, which is Ivan. I really would like Ivan.
2: Yeah. So he definitely needs a story. I just Mm -hmm. haven't figured him out yet. He's like, I don't know, maybe he's trying to wait till Mary gets old enough that, um, he, you know, he can date Mm -hmm. without, you know, Mary is kind of young, she's grown up a little bit, but, um, So I don't know. His story just hasn't popped out to me yet. I don't know what the timing is, um, but I also know I've got two other stories I started at the beginning. Two new series, two different series. Okay. Um, okay. That that I started early in the pandemic. Like I wrote three chapters of each. They're both in first person. One of them is really fun light-hearted rom-com ish okay mm-hmm. um and really appeals to me
0: um but still with the renna morgan sexy because that is something for being traditionally published books your books are sexy they're sexy <laughs> and they are steamy and we love that leah and i are steamy romance junkies
1: yes yeah, we are And we have not that like being a traditionally published author is a bad thing because it's wonderful and I'm excited that people do it but sometimes we just don't get what we want in a traditionally published book.
2: They can be a little bit more watered down. Um, Trusted and true is a little bit tamer out of necessity because they it just didn't make sense in the book. Mm -hmm. You can't there are just some stories I can't get them in bed. And we're okay with that we don't mind a know? slow burn we don't mind a yes. slow burn I, if it makes I, sense I love a slow burn.
1: yeah See, we don't love them unless they make sense
2: right yes. like those
1: slow burns that it's like i'm just gonna not do anything like yeah well, for the sake a, of not doing it
2: there is it, a lot of slow burn and that's what this rom-com-ish one would be both of these would be more like that slow burn um the other one is um again dealing with kind of a big social issue that has to do with social media and how connected we are in the world today um versus people I mean I think the pandemic has really brought that out with people is do we really want to be this connected do we I, I mean you see it you see stories about the great resignation and how people are thinking what do they want to do with their life there's a whole series that I have started around that concept. Okay. And peop- people people kind of coming out from underneath that connectedness to re-engage with real life. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like one of those stories is gonna <laughs> pop out first. Um, That's I don't funny. know. You never know with me though. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it's gonna and I miss paranormal too. I mean, i right. got my Eden series. Um which is what I started with, and I've got my Ancient Ink series, which that is one of my favorite series. And so it, I, I just—we're gonna have to go back go and those read those, Leah. I am because I, I do love, love a paranormal. I love those that those books. I I just love the whole idea, and I wish I could do more on them. Um, but everybody wants Men of Haven and Nola Nights, so I focused on those. So. I hope someday I get to circle back around to them. Well, paranormal is a blast right?
0: <laughs> well, it's, it, paranormal's fun because you can take risks because you're writing the lore. You're writing the yep. world. It's, you can make it whatever you want. You don't have to follow the norms of society when you write paranormal. So you get a lot more, I think paranormal has a lot more creative freedom that you yeah, don't necessarily sure. get in contemporary romance.
2: But man, if you like the alphas, Okay. Ink, my lord. I'm writing it down. Yeah, priest say. is priest is pretty intense. I'm can be there so. for that.
0: Okay, so Rana, uh-huh. we are going to ask you one of our buzzing about romance conversation card questions. Okay. This is number 16. Um, we came up with our conversation cards cuz I went looking for book club like conversation questions and couldn't find any, so I decided, what the heck, I'll make up my own. There so, you go. Your question is what is the first romance you ever read? Oh, Lord.
2: <laughs> you um, can just
0: even go with an author. Like, if you can't remember the I, exact title. like no, who's your
2: first? Hang, okay, I'm going to actually open the books while, while we're talking and see That's if fine. I can figure out what the name of it is. But it was Christine Feehan. So and... I have the coolest
0: step back, Christine Feehan book. Um, it has a really nice, pretty gilded, Blue cover with the na- the title of the book, and when you open the step back, it is her, and then there's like a jaguar or panther in the background, because it's a it, shifter.
2: I have that one too. <laughs> it's really pretty. pretty. It's really yeah. Pretty. Um, that's a really good series, by the way. Um, Dark Prince. Dark Prince, by Kristen. It's the very first one in her Carpathian series. I think that's what it's called. Um, and I remember I picked it up somewhere and I was going on a camping trip or something and I devoured that book. Um, now I got to go read it again. Maybe I'll do that this week.
0: We just gave Renna some weekend
2: plans. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm not kidding. I mean, sometimes it's good to go back to those ones. And then somewhere along the way, I started reading Virginia Henley. I don't know how that happened. I don't know if y'all know who that is, but that's historical romance. Yeah. And yeah well you talk about some purple prose but I I devoured all of those and then I went back to the Carpathian series and um and here I am umpteen bajillion years later (laughs) um I read for a long time before I ever started writing so
0: yeah Leah and I were both young readers I think we figured out what 14 13 14 that we picked up our first romances
1: Yeah, my mom was like, my mom got the boxes of Harlequins every month. Yeah, like every in like, but she's a borderline hoarder
2: and didn't get rid
1: of any of them. And so I happened to go over a few, like a couple months ago and look because my sister lives in my parents' house now, and so they're Mm -hmm. all in the attic. There's so many books. So many books. Some
2: classics in there. I found
1: a few that I brought home, but I need to like, they were a little dusty, so I need to clean them off. And I'm, but I was like, I read a lot of them. I couldn't tell you who wrote them or what they were called because I was 14. And yeah. I just, I wasn't supposed to be reading them, but I did anyway. I just mm-hmm. hide in my bedroom, like in the corner and like take That's, her books.
0: I totally, my mom it was a Jude reader. And um, I would steal the paperbacks or the hardbacks from beside her bed because she had a giant stack. Nice. And uh-huh. kind of the same thing. Sat in the corner at thirteen, fourteen, you know, with your flashlight, with your flashlight, reading the <laughs> reading the book because I don't Love know. It. I wasn't sure mm-hmm. I was supposed to be reading it, but oh, I, I knew needed I something to read. I did it anyway.
1: <laughs> I was the baby of the family. I was the bad kid. Nice.
0: That makes so much sense now, Leah. It um, <laughs> does. It <laughs> It makes so much it's more all sense now. It's become clear. It has. Renna, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for coming on and talking about your Menahaven. Haven. Thank you for writing your Men Haven for us. Um, Delighted thank you for writing,
1: writing
2: more for us. Haven. I am <laughs> hey, going slower than I have in a long time, I'm, but I'm just enjoying the process. And I got married almost a year ago. Congratulations. I, thank you. So I found my own hero. That's awesome, um, and so yeah, the last year has been about honeymooning, and so I'm going slower. That's okay. Um, that's okay, but I'm still writing. That's that's, that's all, all we, like we to can hear. ask
0: is that you keep writing, even if I have to wait longer. If you write it, I'm get, going to if read we it. We get
1: one a year. <laughs> yeah, we may complain about the wait, but we will still love it,
0: and we'll only stalk well, you a little bit and be like, hey.
2: Where are we at? There you go. I'm good (laughs) with stalking. I'm good with stalking. It's cool. Um, Thank you
0: again. Uh, We really appreciate you coming on here. And we will link all your social medias and all the places that you can find Rena on our on the shelf show notes on our website. So
2: thank you. Thank you guys very much. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Okay. I only fangirled a little bit
1: uh in that interview okay i've um, a lot you a lot. did but we both did but she was amazing and wonderful and i was so ex- i am so excited for that new book I so excited i mean I grand can't. we have to wait for months and months but happy anniversary to me right that's mine is
0: the 22nd so mm-hmm. guess we can ignore our husbands and read romances
1: in i May. mean seriously that would Don't be we a I mean, kind of.
0: (laughs) Um, Hey, Leah. Hey, Becky. Did you hear about the Book Box Babe T-shirt club? I have heard about the Book
1: Box Babe T-shirt club. Um, Have you seen the Book Box Babe T-shirt?
0: It's amazing. Um, I have. It is red with white writing on it, and it says, reading with my nomies, and it has three little
1: bearded nomies on it, reading books. (laughs) it does it's awesome and I I'm so excited I love a gnome and I, I know I say it all the time but I do I love a gnome um and I'm I, like I an have an 80 year old lady like, romances and gnomes and, coffee. Romances, gnomes and coffee all you need is like a cigarette or something
0: <laughs> like and a house dress house your house dress
1: if you start wearing a
0: caftan or a muumu, I will have to start to question our friendship. Eh. I'm just saying. Okay. The Romance Lover's T-Shirt Club. It's so much more than just a t-shirt. Treat yourself or a fellow romance reader friend. This might be the perfect holiday gift for your spouse to gift you if you buy your own gifts from your spouse for Christmas. You could sign yourself up for a whole year. Um, a really good idea this is a treat yourself to a book and a reading three a reading themed t-shirt subscription the t-shirts are super soft lightweight and custom designed to give you a unique look every single month no design is ever repeated um december's t-shirt we already said is super adorable it comes mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. um it's uh, a crew neck th- a v-neck or a hoodie or a hoodie And it is red and says, reading with my nomies.
1: (laughs) I just love that. It's so great.
0: Um, Each shipment comes with a free romance ebook code and a mini author swag pack. You can order the design you (coughs) love or you can subscribe and save. And the podcast has brought you an opportunity to save even more. If you enter the code Buzzing15 at checkout, you will get a 15% off your very first order. Or you can find the link to the Bookbox Babe website on our on-the-shelf show notes. So that is bookboxbabe.com slash discount slash Buzzing15. Mm-hmm. So Buzzing15 at checkout will get you 15% off your first mm. order. So... I'm saving you some money and you get a really cool t-shirt.
1: And let's just talk about the t-shirt. So it is the same type of t-shirt that our merch is. And it is one of the softest softest t-shirts you will ever wear. So if you need a soft t-shirt, this is it.
0: I kind of need a soft t-shirt every month. So I'm going to subscribe and save Mm -hmm. and get the box every month. Because really living t-shirts whole, My whole wardrobe is slowly turning into Reading t-shirts
1: Mine is not We should fix that We should fix that And you can and fix get, it And I will get one every month With the book box, babe uh-huh. Anyway
0: um, Okay, book Now it is
1: time for the book
0: Of, of the, the Wee And it's like week eight with no echo But it's okay
1: We make it fun So what was your book of the week this week?
0: So I read Beautifully Broken Redemption By Catherine Cowles This is Sutter Lake number five I actually read this as a standalone I've read other Catherine Cowell books But I had not read the Sutter Lake No And um, I don't know if you've read Catherine Cowles She writes like a light romantic suspense Hmm Um, my jam this book though i knew it was going to be emotional she writes a really emotional romance it's the heroines or the hero usually have some kind of fairly epic emotional situation within their own lives one um in her broken pieces series um they were the Anchor Island series, one was running from, like, a stalker. One had abandonment issues. I mean, she kind of sprinkles and dabbles a little bit in everything. This one was just really emotional. Um, it was a billionaire romance. He is part of a security force. Um, and, catnip. yeah, it was a fake relationship trope. Um, it, Sutter Lake is based on the friend group. They are all... Men that work for the security firm or women that are connected within the community that this the Sutter Lake community. Okay. So fake relationship, marriage <clears throat> of convenience. He pines for her. So part of the stick for the security forces is they have to do volunteer work within the community because they transplanted into the community. It's a small town um, on a lake and so in order to kind of blend into the community since they're new to the community they have to do some kind of um community service and the heroine in this book is the director of a homeless shelter and domestic abuse shelter and he volunteers at the shelter and part of the reason he doesn't have like three volunteer projects like everybody else has is because he's there he, all the time he's there all the time for her because um he pines. i'd love a piner yeah he also <clears throat> has great he has kind of some tragedy in his background she has some tragedy in her background he's raising his younger sister who is an evil bitch but she's not even the bad guy in the book she's not even the bad guy she's just not smart um it is a bit of a slow burn, and it does deal with some heavy topics uh, such as domestic violence, child abuse, and drug addiction. It's all off page, um, but it was beautifully written, and I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. So,
1: if you haven't read Catherine Cowles, I totally think you should. So, it's Leah- on my list. It's one of those ones where she has like a. There's series, so I need like, yeah. space. I know.
0: I picked her up in the middle of series. So if you aren't looking for a series and you don't care about being chaotic like me, you can, I picked up right in the middle or at the end.
1: Which is fine for you. (laughs) Which drives Leah insane. Okay, Leah, what was your book of the week? So my book of the week is actually not a book. It's a series because we are doing a family episode talking about our family, favorite families of romance, and so I am going back and rereading some of my favorite families to just kind of put it back in my mind, like why they're my favorite family. So I am rereading Jennifer Hank's DeMarco series. It's a seven book. Well, it's like seven and a half books because there's a novella and then seven books. But I'm rereading that. And I I always talk about how good this series is, but like, <clears throat> I forgot how amazing the mom and dad this series is like they read this it's so good like there's a little bit of suspense sprinkled in which isn't always your thing but it's such a well-written series and the there's these alpha possessive heroes who like when they fall they fall hard yes they make some really stupid decisions like along the way but they're possessive and cranky when (laughs) Is the, one book, men. the one book the brother was like shaking the hand of the hero and the, the hero was like stop touching her like, you don't need to touch her like, <laughs> she's mine it's like but it's just <laughs> that's the mindset and but it's just the, the mom and dad in this series are just so wonderful and loving and like they pull so many people into their fold and that's one of the the things that i love about this series is the family dynamic and how close the siblings are and what how they are with each other but so i'm prepping for okay so what is that series episode. again it is the demarco series
0: okay the demarco series by jennifer hanks
1: yes okay it's gonna go to the tbr and speaking of our tbrs <clears throat> so Becky created the clear your TBR challenge. So, which
0: seems to be going backwards, apparently, based on some
1: of the discussions that we've been it having is. recently. It really is. It was a great idea, but you had to know it was going to backfire.
0: It has. I have legit <laughs> because, added like three new
1: books to my TBR. Because when do we ever have a challenge or talk about books where we don't add at least two to our TBR? Never. 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 So it was the thought that counted. But over on our Discord server, we host a once-a-week group read and discussion. We just had one this past week where we <laughs> talked about Lexi Blake's Butterfly Bayou, and it went really well. We had a ton of interaction with people on our the Discord server, and it just... It was nice to like get people's opinions on the different characters in the books and Lexi Blake's like writing style. And so this book is a little bit different than her normal stuff, but so if you want to join in, we also have buddy reading sessions going on. And of course, since it's us, there's chances for prizes. You can find- Yeah, the grand
0: prize is a book cart, but not Mm -hmm. the $200
1: book cart. It's the $50-
0: Yeah, Yeah, not the library
1: like- like Maserati book cart, but no, a normal no. one. But um, you can find details on our website. And the next group discussion is my lucky number 13, which is book one in the Piper Rain hockey series. Yes. Um, and that is on November the 18th mm-hmm.
0: that we are having that discussion. So hop
1: over and check us out. And then we're going, we're having a happy hour. We haven't had <laughs> one since September. We have not had one since September, but we are having a happy hour and it's going to be so excited. So excited.
0: On -hmm. Friday, November 19th, we are having happy hour with Ophelia Martinez. Um, She is a debut author in 2021, um, Mm -hmm. but she is launching a new rock star romance. And we all know how I feel about rock stars.
1: You do like them.
0: so she is launching a new Rockstar Romance series. Book one is called Hiding in the Smoke. So if you would like to learn about Hiding in the Smoke, help us celebrate Ophelia's new series, you should join us over on the YouTube on November 19th at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time.
1: Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. It is. And she's an adorable. And I just love talking to her. Like, She's just such a sweetheart. <laughs> So sweet. I don't know if she
0: knew how to take us though. She was part of our readathon and then we made her join book club and
1: <laughs> we made her join. We kind of did make her join. Yeah, um, but she she's so happy to that we made her join. Right. Six hours later. Um <laughs> <but> <laughs> so anyway. So thinking of book club though. Let's talk book club. So December's Drunk Book Club, we will be featuring a returning author duo and high favorite Jiffy Kate. Um, You can find out more details for that and what book we are reading on our website. And we are 100% virtual Um, December's date is December 4th at 8 PM central standard time. So, but if you want to hang out with Jeff, Jenny, Kate, and all of us and just talk books and they stayed on super late last time. So just be ready for a late night. Yeah, but it was so much fun and they're, they're a ball of fun and just they're a blast um so if
0: you are a fan of jiffy kate and you are interested in checking out drunk book club you can do this one in two ways you can message us and we'll happy to let you come check us out and see if it's your jam or you can just join us on patreon and you will get an automatic invite um this episode (coughs) is dropping just the day after our november drunk book club um and so that's what julie Salmon. And I'm sure it will be fun. We all, we've been very fortunate. The majority of our book clubs, we do have the author come join us. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a great time to ask questions and to get to know them a little bit and about the stories they write. So, so Haley, I guess what? Hey, what? Holidays are coming. They are. So I'm a little bit of a grinch. Worst. i'm a little bit of a grinch i don't love the holidays um but if you do you can support the podcast with your holiday shopping Mm -hmm. if we are the podcast is an amazon affiliate all proceeds that we get back from amazon go right into the podcast they pay for our giveaways and um book club events and all sorts of other kind of fun stuff that we get to do. So if you would like to support the podcast with your holiday shopping, you can find the link to our Amazon store and affiliate right on our website. Also this week, we are launching our holiday store front. It is all the things a bookworm and romance reader could want. It's a great place to direct loved ones, students, and coworkers to help them pick out the perfect gift for you.
1: Okay. I didn't know about that, but that's exciting. Yeah. I got to make a list. It just hasn't happened yet. Sometimes Becky likes to spring things on me.
0: I do. I like to keep Leah guessing.
1: So now if you listen to the podcast and there's something you want us to talk about, if there's an offer that you would like to hear us talk to, um, if there are, is anything that you want to hear on the podcast and you have an episode idea for us or even a book that you want us to read and talk about, let us know and send us an email at the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. Cause we are always open to opinions and it's, it's tough sometimes to, to think of things that we want to talk about that we think people want to listen to us talk about. So we want to hear from you. And so we know what you want because we're here for you and we want yeah, you to have well, input.
0: And also it kind of helps us narrow down because we'll have like crazy amounts of ideas.
1: It's true.
0: And then we're
1: like directionless, like, and or, so it... Or it ends up like summer reading challenge and it goes too nine far. cards. <laughs> we just take it.
0: Instead of, well, what was supposed to be a four hour live stream for the readathon was eight and a half. So... This is what happens people if you don't give us direction
1: i mean we will always run with it whichever way we want to go anyway but if we have a starting point that's helpful (laughs) it is so what's next becky
0: so next time we are handing over our hosting duties to duchess katie and lady sadie for a corset and crown edition of the podcast they are our historical romance side of the podcast because we know some Mm -hmm. of you do enjoy reading those um They are actually chatting with author Adriana Herrera. She is one of the authors behind last year's successful Duke I'd Like to F anthology. And this year, the follow-up Rakes I'd Like to F release is on 1130. Adriana is a Latinx author who doesn't mind bringing the sexy to her romance, be it historical or contemporary. She also writes queer romances that have now been added to my TBR. Um... And she believes that everyone should have an HEA. So she writes male, male, female, 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 male. So she writes historical, she writes contemporary with all of that sprinkled in. So it is. She does a little bit of everything. Yes. And she is passionate and funny. And I hope you will tune in and listen to that episode because she is a delight. She's a delight.
2: It's good.
0: I'm excited.
1: I'm excited to listen.
0: It'll be great. Um, until next time everyone Thank you so much for listening Happy reading everybody
2: Find us on Instagram At buzzing about romance Or on Twitter at buzzing romance If you like the podcast Please leave a review If you'd like to support us directly Join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon And receive exclusive content Only available to Patreon members Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com For our on the shelf show notes